The Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey combines a commitment to sensitive care with a state-of-the-art program. We proudly present Fertility Talk with RSCNJ. Here's Melanie Cole. Since the origin of infertility could lie in either or both partners, evaluation becomes a crucial part in determining the treatment plan that is best for you. My guest today is Dr. Alan Martinez. He's a specialist in reproductive endocrinology and infertility at the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. Welcome to the show, Dr. Martinez. So tell us about evaluation. If a couple comes to you, what's the first step in evaluating so that you can develop a treatment plan that is truly best for them? Okay, well, thank you for having me on the show today. I appreciate the opportunity to talk. So when a couple comes into my office, uh, one of the first things we do is we take a thorough medical history and learn about if they have any medical problems, uh, learn about how long they've been trying, uh, what methods have they proceeded with uh, up to this point of presenting to the office. And then they undergo an evaluation, which usually includes uh, laboratory blood work to check and see um, the, um, to do what we call some ovarian reserve testing. And then from the male side, it involves a semen analysis to look if there's any sort of male factor. And then it involves an ultrasound, which will evaluate um, the, um, the female pelvic structures, including the ovaries and the uterus, as a potential source of infertility. What is it you're looking for when you're looking at these things? So we want to gauge and check how well are, is a woman's ovaries working. So blood work is, can be performed at the beginning of her menstrual cycle, usually on cycle day two, three, or four. That will give us an idea that answers the question, is her ovaries acting her age, older than her, or younger than her? And that directly relates to the success of the fertility treatments that we have. Um, that's from the female perspective. We look to see if there's any structural reasons, um, probably potentially blockage of the tubes. Uh, there may be some uh, structural lesions within the uterus, like a fibroids that women commonly have or polyps in the uterus that can affect infertility. And then we look to make sure that there's adequate numbers of sperm, that the sperm move well, and that the shape of them is a, a, a certain normal percentage. So let's let's talk about the ovaries for a minute. When ovarian reserve is involved, are you looking at the number of eggs that we've got left or the quality of those eggs to see what her fertility situation will be? So through the transvaginal ultrasounds that we do in our office, we can, depending upon the time of a woman's cycle, we can look at her ovaries, observe them, and count the number of follicles. So those are follicles are fluid-filled sacs that contain immature eggs. So we can get sometimes what's called an antral follicle count, which can give us an idea about the reserve or the robustness of the ovary. Um, and then we also combine that with the blood work assessment. Um, we get a common, common hormones that we use are FSH-LH. That is oftentimes... Um, a, a test that is performed, and we're looking for, in an ideal world, an FSH of less than 10, and then an LH of less than 12, and then we a newer test is called the anti-malarian hormone, or the AMH, and uh, to have normal ovarian reserve, we want, we're seeking a level above 2, and these combined with the ultrasound can give us an idea of the number of eggs that remain, and it can allude to the quality as well. So now... In the endometrial lining, is our hormones involved in this in this lining and how well it's going to preserve the eggs? 
Well, the, the endometrial lining would be for the purposes of an embryo implanting in the uterus. So we can, we can evaluate the lining of a uterus in a given menstrual cycle. We can also measure to see if uh, a follicle or eggs are growing, and then we can kind of time out things and make sure that the, that the hormonal preparation, which is estrogen and progesterone, uh, that the uterine lining sees, that it develops nicely and it will be consistent with the likelihood of an embryo implanting in the uterus. So where are our hormones also involved in this? Women, we have so many hormones, and they fluctuate from month to month, Dr. Martinez. And for some women, it can be really severe hormonal fluctuations. And how do they get involved in our fertility? Well, the brain sends very coordinated signals, hormonal signals, to the ovary. And it comes in pulses or waves. If that gets altered at all uh, through, say, increased body habitus, a person is obese, um, through some diminished function of the ovaries, then what can happen is this can a slight alteration of these hormones, which are normally proceed with very precise pulses, that can be enough to, uh, to potentially disrupt the likelihood that an ovary is going to develop an egg in a given cycle, and it can re- relate to an anovulatory cycle, which is when a woman does not release an egg. So we can kind of look at depending upon where a woman is at in her particular uh, menstrual cycle. Uh, And then we can guess and see, okay, how well is the ovary working? And then we can say, okay, what's your likelihood of releasing an egg? And that's where the ultrasounds and the blow work kind of come into play to make that decision. When you're looking toward a treatment plan, where does the man come into this? How, How much role is his fertility or infertility play in this? Well, overall couples, about up to 30 or 40 percent of couples may have a male factor uh, reason why they're not conceiving. It may not, it's maybe the sole factor in up to 20 percent of couples, but the evaluation should proceed at the same time that you start to evaluate the female. So if I oftentimes have a referral from my office, and some blood work has been done on the female, and maybe some other discussions and some other testing. Uh, But when they enter into our office, we make sure that we check the the male side of things because it just takes a semen analysis to get a good glimpse and to evaluate and say, hey, maybe we have a male factor issue. Maybe we need more, more of an evaluation from the male side, or everything looks good, and then we focus, you know, elsewhere. So if men have an issue, how do you go about planning that course of treatment? Men seem to be a little bit more hesitant to discussing these things and dealing with them than women. Is that correct? Yes. You know, and in, in, in that, that overall is, stands to be true. Luckily, when couples end up in our office, whether they've been referred or they, or they made an appointment themselves, Oftentimes, we encourage them to bring their male partners. Uh, I think that a face-to-face visit in in our office, it it comforts them, uh, knowledge is power, and learning about, hey, we're going to evaluate all aspects of this from the female side and from the male side. We're going to walk you through this and kind of hold your hand and test you, and then we can take it from there. If you have good results, we're fine with that. If you have abnormal results, then we'll help guide you about what the next steps are. So I think that just education and involvement 
if if we have a female that comes into the office to bring their partner. I think that that kind of opens up doors, and the the men respond very well to that in most cases. In just the last few minutes, Dr. Martinez, your best advice for being their own best advocate for fertility for couples and why they should come to the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey for their care. Well, you know, luckily we are a practice with three physicians, and due to our size, we really pride ourselves in uh, treating each individual couple, both the male and female. Um, we, we sit down with you on a personalized visit, spend ample time with you, answer all your questions, and I always like to say that we it, it's a team approach. So from the front staff to the nursing staff to our office, we want to help guide our patients through the process because it, it can be daunting, it can be worrisome, and many people are afraid. But if I can alleviate uh, some fears through education, through compassionate care, then that helps out tremendously. And that's what our practice is known for. And we are a full-service fertility center that offers all of the treatments um, from simple to advanced treatments. And uh, we look forward to the opportunity to meet on a one-on-one basis with each of our patients. Thank you so much for being with us today, Dr. Martinez. It's really great information. You're listening to Fertility Talk with the Reproductive Science Center of New Jersey. For more information, you can go to fertilitynj.com. That's fertilitynj.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.